oh, just during that song, Surrender, like, you know, it says, um, I'm giving you my dreams, I'm laying down my rights, I'm giving up the, my, my pride for the promise of new life. And I just think, man, how countercultural is our God? Like when you see all around the world at the moment, people are like, my rights, you know, they're my rights and I want to be able to do what I want to do, um, especially like in the States, you know, um, and here as well, you know, I mean, we, we've just had, you know, um, the referendum and, and people are, are quite keen on having their rights. Um, and I was like, man, yeah, it's just crazy how different God's perspective is on things. Hey, um, anyway, just an observation. Um, so... Um, this morning, I have the privilege of getting to introduce a new series that we're going to be going through called Seek First, which is, yeah, it's quite, it's quite cool. Um, Jesus uses the word seek throughout his teachings. Um, you know, seek first the kingdom of God, seek and you will find. Um, and when, when James sent me the email, um, I was quite excited to see the word seek because um, it's quite an active word. Um, you know, if you think about hide and seek, if you didn't have someone actively seeking, um, it would be a very boring game. Um, and you know the website Seek. The whole premise of that is that you are actively looking for a new job. You're you're doing something. Um, and so, when we are going through the series over the next four weeks, just keep that in the back of your mind that actually Jesus is inviting us in to do something active. Um, that he is he's saying, all right, you know, let, let's do let's do something. Um, let's not be passive. Um, so. Today, I am going to be covering the words of Jesus in Matthew 6, 1 to 4, which is titled, Giving to the Needy. Um, so I just thought I'd just kick off just by reading that, um, reading that passage. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men, to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by men. I tell you the truth. They have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that giving may be in a secret place. Then your father who sees what is done in the secret place will reward you. Um, one thing I love about Jesus is how down to earth he is when he's like talking to us. And um, the reason I say that is in this he's telling us what not to do, not what to do. Um, recently I've been redoing our wardrobes and uh, on, on reflection, uh, I could tell you five ways not to plaster and jib a wall. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly how to do it. Um, I could tell you don't put too much plaster on and don't put too little, but I couldn't specify the exact amount. Um, so I just, I just love the way that Jesus teaches us when we're, when we're learning something new. Um, so let's, let's just begin with that, that first verse. Be careful not to do your acts of righteousness before men. To be seen by them, if you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Jesus is getting like right to the point here. He's getting to the heart of the issue. He's exposing us to the question, why are you giving? What is the intent? What is your heart behind giving? Uh, over, over the long weekend, uh, the family and I went to Oakuni, uh, visit some friends, and we were playing at the, um, at the carrot park there. We bumped into James and Tessa and Elena, just by coincidence, so that was pretty cool. Um, and it's an awesome, awesome park. Uh, they've, they've revamped it. It's cool slides and swings and stuff. And as I was, as I was walking, walking through there, there's this, there's this concrete path. And down the path, there's these bricks. And the bricks have people's names engraved in them. And the purpose of that is to acknowledge um, and honor those people who have donated money to the playground um, revamp. And it just kind of got me thinking. Uh, when we give, are we giving with the intention of, like, putting a metaphorical brick 
down with our name on it, um, or act an actual brick um, with your name on it, uh, or uh, are we um, going in uh, with a, uh, a heart of um, giving simply out of the, the manifestation of God's love? And uh, not, not, not saying that's a bad thing, that's, a, that's an awesome thing that people have given to that community to uh, revamp that playground. We got a lot of joy out of it. Um, but Jesus invites us into a new way of looking about giving. Um, and so he's just sort of posing that question, asking us to sort of examine, examine our hearts, examine our intentions, examine our, our motives. And there's a big difference uh, between giving uh, to place our own brick down and, and giving simply to glorify God. And sometimes that line can be quite hard to define. So it's incredibly important uh, for us to spend time with Jesus, reading his word, um, praying with, with, to him, um, speaking with him, um, to, to uh, examine our hearts, examine our motives, um, and, and figure out what our intentions really are. And um, I mean, this doesn't mean, it says, it says, you know, don't do your righteous acts before men. Um, and this doesn't, this doesn't mean that we shouldn't um, pray in public or, or give publicly or volunteer publicly. Um, because we saw Jesus do that. He healed people in public. He prayed for people in public. Uh, it's simply posing the question, are you doing it uh, for man? Are you doing it before man? Are you doing it for yourself? Or are you doing it to glorify the Father? So Jesus goes on to say, uh, when you're giving to the needy, don't announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by men. I tell you the truth. They have received their reward in full. Jesus is expanding on his previous point. Uh, wouldn't it be ridiculous uh, if when you were walking down Lambton Quay and you saw, um, I don't know, the Heart Foundation or, or something like that, um, wanting uh, wanting you to, to support them, give them money, uh, put a donation in their bucket. Um, and before you did, you rung a big bell or you like sounded a trumpet um, just so that everyone would look and see you put that dollar in. Um, kind of seems a little bit ridiculous. But actually, uh, when you think about it, that's kind of what our society does today. If you go on any company website and you scroll to the bottom, you are going to see a list of all of the organizations that they support. And if you go to a charity website, um, it's not going to be hard to find uh, logos of all the companies and maybe even names of people um, who have donated to them. Uh, so that is, uh, where am I? Oh, it's a really good example of uh, sort of reaping what you sow. If you are sowing, if you're giving with the, with the heart and the intention to be recognized, then that is exactly what you are going to reap. And for a company, that's not really a bad thing. Um, those who are giving out of a desire to be recognized um, are seeking popularity uh, so that if people see you, uh, you're more, uh, maybe seen as more generous, more trusting, and people might be more likely to do business with you in the future. So um, from that point of view, from a sort of business point of view, yep, that, that actually makes sense. Um, but if we reap with a heart to glorify the Father, then the Father will be glorified. It's the same, it's the same logic, uh, and it seems quite hard to define in our culture. And uh, I, I, guess, I guess the other thing is that um, giving, uh, like many companies do, to some awesome organizations, uh, that's, that's not a bad thing and is definitely not, not uh, useless to God. He can absolutely use that to bring glory to himself. Um, but I think what Jesus is inviting us into is to actively change our perspective on what giving is and can be. 
So I just uh, I want to I want to talk about that perspective a bit more. But before I do, I just want to cover off the last the last piece of the scripture. When you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that giving may be in a secret place. And then your Father, who sees what is done in the secret place, will reward you. Jesus isn't saying to be too-minded here, to sort of close your eyes and not see what box you're putting the money into. Uh, he is uh, simply saying that you could, you could give in, in the secret place, you could give in the quiet, uh, you could give without having a brick uh, with your name put on it, you could give without having a website and, and the logos on the bottom, um, and only you know about it, but then in your head, your self-talk is, man, I am righteous. I am so good. You know, I get this much money, I'm given 10%, I'm given 11%. You know, that's how good I am. Um, but he's saying, he's, cha- he's challenging that. He's saying, actually, uh, is, is that the heart of bringing glory to God? And so I think that this uh, perspective that God is inviting us into as his followers um, is a perspective that acknowledges that we've actually brought nothing into this world and we won't be taking anything out of it. That's in Timothy. Uh, it also acknowledges uh, that everything we have is a gift from God and belongs to him. And that from an eternal perspective, ownership of possessions is essentially meaningless. We're simply caretakers of what we have. We see in Matthew nineteen twenty-one, Jesus says, If you want to be perfect, go and sell your possessions. Give to the poor, and then you'll have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. In Luke 12, 33, it says, sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that don't wear out. A treasure in heaven that will never fail and no moth will destroy. We also see the members in the, in the early churches in, in Acts. Um, they give freely without even thinking about it. And they lay their, their, the, the money that they got from, the, from selling their possessions at the apostles' feet. They've got a totally different perspective um, to the people in their, in their culture. And there's a lot of freedom in this. You know, once that truth is embedded into our heart, it, it removes that temptation to get recognition for our, our righteous acts and our generosity because it actually wasn't ours to begin with, the things that we're giving away. And there's nothing wrong with having things, but I think it is an incredibly important distinction to make that we're simply stewards of that which God has blessed us with. So how do we shake off our sort of worldly perspectives and, and the meanings behind giving? As I said before, spend time with Jesus. Pray, seek to know more about this new perspective, that he might change the way you view the world, the way that uh, you put value uh, on possessions. Read his words, let his scriptures seep into your heart that you would see the way that that the followers in the early church uh, dealt with their possessions. And ask his Holy Spirit to come in and change your heart. Um, It's it's incredibly... uh, Powerful, asking the Spirit to come in and change, change your heart to make it more like Christ's. Uh, it may not seem like a radical new way of, of viewing the world, uh, but uh, for me in the past, I've, I've struggled with giving everything over to Jesus and, uh, and having, having control over what I can, uh, over provision for my family, um, over, you know... <laughs> trying to find the right house, trying to get the right job, trying to do, do all this stuff. And I was constantly praying, God, would you come in? Would you change my heart? Make it more like, make it more like yours. Allow me to trust you. Allow my faith to be deeply rooted in you, um, that I would just be able to hand all this over to you and live in peace instead of anxiety and frustration and fear. Um, and it kind of felt like nothing was happening. Nothing was changing um, until um, 
when uh, our first daughter, Maya, was born. And Yanka had a very, very quick uh, labor. Uh, everyone told us it was going to be 12 to 14 hours. Hers was like two and a half from like first contraction to baby born. Very stressful. Nearly happened at a bus stop. But I was determined that not to happen. Um, <laughs> I, was like, I was trying to remember. I was like... I can't remember what they said at the, <laughs> the prenatal classes about doing a home birth because I just didn't think it would happen. Didn't, didn't, didn't write it down. No, we're going to hospital. We're not going to stop here. Um, but we got, we got to the hospital. The baby was born. Maya was born, and she was beautiful, and it was awesome. Um, but because of how quick it was, uh, Yanka, um, she wasn't clotting properly, and there was a whole bunch of issues. And um, I sort of didn't really... We just moved to Wellington. I was in a foreign environment. I didn't really know what was happening, and... Um, I remember, you know, we, we had lots of doctors and specialists coming in to look at Yanka, and um, I was just holding Maya, just kind of like, man, this is just a whirlwind of a time, it's crazy. And then um, the doctor said, we need to take Yanka in for an emergency surgery. Um, and so the nurse came and took Maya off me, and she said, um, go and spend time with Yanka, because you never know what's going to happen. And I was just like, what? <laughs> My gosh. Um, and so I just went up to Yanka, and I just said, you know, I love you, and, um, you know, prayed with her and then she went off and then um, Yanka's mum was there so she looked after Maya and I just, I just you know, I'm going to go and just have a bit of space. Um, and so I went down to the car and um, I just started worshipping God, just praising him, just acknowledging how much of a good father he is and how much I trust him and the deep um, love that I have for him and, and the, the, the trust that I have in him um, and that he cares so much more, so much more about her life than I ever could. Um, sorry. Ah. Um, and then uh, as time went on, I, I reflected on that, and I just thought, man, that's just so unexpected and so different to how I would have thought um, I would respond. Uh, and it's, it was just the spirit moving and changing my heart um, because my reaction would have been fear and anxiety and frustration and anger. God did something in me and um, instead it was just an overflow of, of love for him and so I truly deeply believe in the power of the Holy Spirit coming in and changing our hearts and changing our, our perspective um, on things and uh, I think that the root of, of a lot of this is us just being able to trust him trust him um, with, with provision uh, trust him uh, that he actually has our best interests at heart, um, and 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 um, having a having a deeply rooted faith in him. So um, yeah, I just I just want to ask um, if if you want, I just want to pray to finish off, and I just want to um, to if if you want the Spirit to come and move and mold your heart to be more like Christ's, with regard to. Um, provision and our possessions and giving, um, that you would stand and just put, put your hands out and just, um, yeah, so I'm going to pray and if, if, if you want that, let's, let's do that. Jesus, I just thank you for so much for how much you love us. God, we are just sorry for trying to take control. I thank you that you say that you will provide for us. God, that we are your children, that you love us just so deeply, God. Would you increase, God, I pray you come by your spirit now and increase our faith in you, Lord.
Lord, that we would trust you like a father, that you have our best, you have our best interests at heart, God. I thank you that you are a provider, God. Lord, would you shape our perspectives with regard to giving, Lord? Lord, that we, um, we would give freely because we are simply stewards of what we have. Nothing we have belongs to us, God. It's all yours. So I just pray, God, that you would come and by your spirit, you would do some amazing things in the lives of these people. In my life too, God. Increase, God. Increase your presence. God, I pray that you would just fall on us now, God. That's kind of the end. Um, if, you, if you want prayer, if you want people to lay hands on you for whatever, um, yeah, just come up and we'll, we'll do that. If you want to pray, come up too and we'll, yeah, that'd be really cool. Amen.